Welcome to the Partnership Podcast. In recent episodes, we've honed in on current issues like families, digital adoption, regulation, and the pandemic. Today, we'll be zooming out and looking at how those issues fit into the wider story of the funeral profession. I'll be speaking to Jeremy West, Chairman and Managing Director of Western Co., which next year will celebrate 120 years in business in Essex. Jeremy himself is a well-known figure in the history of SAFE and independent funeral directing, not least because he was instrumental in setting up and directing Golden Charter for many years. We'll be getting his perspective on the independent sector as it stands and where he sees it going. So, Jeremy, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Malcolm. Very well, thank you. Yes. Excellent. Well, look, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to the conversation we're going to have for this podcast. So, look, um, as an established business and one with a lot of experience in working with other independents, how do you feel recent developments will affect the general health of the profession? Is it in a good position to sustain and grow over the next, say, five years? There's no doubt about it. It's been a very, very difficult three years. I think, first of all, the CMA, COVID in particular, the new regulations with prepayment funeral plans, and then the latest is a direct cremation, all in three years. It's probably a really scary time within our profession. I think COVID has drained funeral directors to the extent that some of them are seriously thinking if it's worth carrying on, which is a great shame. Remember back in 1985, 89, when a lot of funeral directors sold purely in fear because they didn't see a future. Yeah. I sincerely hope that this doesn't go that way. Mm-hmm. I think as a profession, I still believe that good service is the key to everything. And I think funeral directors have got to be aware of the problems out there and just adapt to them. Right. OK, fair enough. Um, so what are some of the specific threats that you think all independents should be watching or tackling now? And can they be turned to the independent's advantage? I think our funeral profession over many years has been quite fortunate because we've seen other industries where technology has taken over and, and changes have happened that have actually put businesses out of existence. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've, we've really ever kind of faced anything like that. And because we are a service orientated business, which um, is very well respected throughout the UK. I don't see the CMA and the FCA as a real threat. I think they're kind of obstacles that have to be overturned yep. and, and come to terms with. But I do see the direct cremation and what's happening there is a real big concern. I spoke to a funeral director a little while ago that said to me, I don't do direct cremations. I said, why not? He said, I don't believe in them, don't promote them, and I'm not going to do them. Mm-hmm. I said, well, the statistics show that there's an awful lot of direct cremations taking place in the country. There's also the prepayment plans of direct cremations. However much you know your, your locality, I can assure you probably 10% or more um, people in that locality are thinking of direct cremations. Yeah. I said, you've got a son in the business as well. I said, he's not going to be happy if you kind of turn your back on that and then find your numbers are reduced substantially. It is something out there now that direct cremations appeals to people. Um, And it's about choice. And I think all funeral directors with that have got to realise that what the impact that is how you overcome it, 
mm-hmm. and how you actually promote it in your own locality. Um, you, you know that where most people are that safe have, have got into a partnership with Westerly. Yep. I believe that is um, a major kind of plus to actually trying to compete with some of the bigger companies. It's not ideal. And, and I, for one, don't like promoting um, direct cremations. Mm-hmm. But we've got, to, we've got to really embrace that, take that on board and work through that and turn direct cremations into personal direct cremations where the local funeral director is very much involved in that. I think there's a lot of questions with, with um, direct cremations at the moment that people don't really ask, don't know where the body is taken, what actually happens in that process. But a local funeral director has got a part to play in that. I also think that there is big change in our profession. In the East End of London, where we where our business has been, we've seen in the last 20 years an incredible kind of change around of uh, different ethnic groups coming in and w- where we were with many, many East End families having big elaborate funerals. That's not perhaps the case now, but we've yeah. had to embrace that. If we didn't, then what would happen to our business? We might as well put the closed sign up. So it's, it's interesting, but I don't think the kind of the, the, the threat to independence is as big as some people may think it is. I think we can turn it round and good service and being aware of what's out there is the key to it. That's encouraging, Jeremy. Thank you. Just a quick follow-up question there on, on the sort of operational impact of pure cremation at the moment. I know some funeral directors do actually help pure out by making a collection of the deceased. How do you feel about that? I, I honestly believe that it's not a kind of situation my company would be involved in at all. Mm-hmm. I think funeral directors are being used. I don't like the kind of setup of where the body's taken, what happens, the mystery of when that body's moved away. It's it's understanding all about what direct cremation is. And I've got no problem with a family coming into my office to have a direct cremation. I will talk them through the kind of sides where I don't think people quite understand what direct cremation is. Um, But, uh, you know, I think to help other companies that are not geared up to give the kind of the level of service that a lot of independents do, mm. I think is wrong. And I certainly wouldn't be one to participate in helping them. Great. That's very clear. Thank you, Jeremy. Okay. If we can look more closely at regulation just for a moment, when we talked about regulation by the Competition and Markets Authority last year, what we were often talking about was pricing. What strategies do you adopt for pricing to balance being fair, realistic and competitive in your market? Well, I think the CMA inquiry, what did it achieve? Anybody can bury or cremate a a dead person, putting it crudely. Mm -hmm. It's looking after the bereaved and what the actual funeral directors do. And whether you're an independent, a co-op or dignity, there's a lot of really good caring people out there that go over and above, you know, in their job of kind of helping people come to terms with that death. And yeah. that wasn't recognised anywhere in the CMA report. And that's very, very sad. I do think today that choice has got an incredible big part to play in kind of funerals. People want different. I mean, I, I walked through my workshop this morning. I was amazed to see the different caskets there, of American caskets, willow caskets, yeah. um, colourful coffins, you know. And, and that's not us promoting it. That is... Mm-hmm. 
the choice of what families want. They see it on the internet now and they kind of come in with their preconceived kind of views of what they want, which is, which is right. I think also people want good service, um, good premises, um, smart staff, good vehicles, but Mm. all that costs money. And yeah, I, I believe our own charges are very fair. Mm-hmm. I think it's recognised that probably a funeral takes about 35 man hours or woman hours or whatever you like to call it to complete a funeral. Yeah. But then if you apply that to my local Ford dealer in the area here in Dagenham, it's over £100 an hour. Right. So, you know, looking at it, um, are we expensive as a funeral profession for what we provide, the service we provide, the know-how? Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we are. So when it comes to you know, putting costs, whether they've got to be itemised or a collective kind of a man. I honestly believe that funeral directors ought to be proud of doing that and yep. not shy away from it. Um, I, I really don't kind of understand this business of, well, we, we don't want to put too much in there because the CMA might be monitoring us or our next door neighbouring funeral director might be undercutting us. That is completely wrong. And yeah. I'm amazed at certain kind of companies that since the the um, CMA report has come out have decided to put their costs down quite substantially. Mm-hmm. What does that say to the CMA? Mm-hmm. Have we been ripping people off in the past? No, I think the thing is all along, you know, price uh, that you charge your family, if you can honestly feel it's fair, what you provide the service and everybody's got a right to make a profit and you publicise that, in a kind of open and honest way, I don't see anybody's got anything to do with it. We've kind of criticising that. I do see a lot of problems, you know, where we're almost charging a lot more than what perhaps we we should, and it's not publicised, or Mm -hmm. we're undercutting it to the extent where it's not sustainable to provide the service. So it is about being sort of honest and transparent, but offering fair value to your families rather than actually trying to be the cheapest all the time without a doubt and i think yeah. that is that is the key and uh, and, I, and i still say right through any kind of talk i ever give service is the main thing right now turning to pre-need regulation how do you feel about the financial conduct authority requirements beginning beginning in the summer how are you preparing your business for it well i think regulations in the prepaid um, uh, sector has been well overdue there's been too many companies that could, with the loopholes that are there, abused it a lot more than what it has. And thankfully, we haven't had too much of that. But mm-hmm. there's nothing to stop a company setting up, going into a care home and, and selling lots of prepayment plans and then going to the other side of the world and taking the money with them. It's only when the funeral couldn't be kind of carried out in the past that the problem arose. So are the proposed regulations over the top for funeral directors? I possibly think they are. I think there's a there there is a lot of kind of local people that that want to come to their funeral director who they know and they feel very comfortable with to kind of talk about their funerals and pay for it. Now, you know, I don't think that is quite been taken in um, with the regulations. Mm-hmm. I think there's an awful lot of work for funeral directors to do. And there's an awful lot to understand of what the regulations mean. It's one thing yep. ticking all the boxes and getting the golden charter approval. But yep. I think there's there's twofold there. One is complying with all the regulations. 
but the second for a funeral director is, is understanding exactly what that means. And I think that is a key that um, Golden Charge and other plan providers have got quite a mountain to um, to climb and get over. Appreciate that. All right. Thank you. Okay. Now, looking at Western Co., I've seen you referred to as Dagenham's oldest business. What are some practical areas of your current work that still bring your families back time and time again across different generations? I suppose the, the, the big thing is recommendations. And recommendations come from good service, yep. being respected in the area. We're heavily involved in a lot of community um, projects and, yep. you know, we do know an awful lot of people in our area. I think the standards that we provide, the way we portray ourselves within the community builds the type of respect that's there. And there is people, and of course I understand, that, that probably have moved into the area that don't know who the local funeral directors are. But mm -hmm. if you've got many, many years worth of good and honest trading, as it were, and setting standards, um, it puts you in very good stead for the future. I think also there's an expression that it's hard to get to the top, but it's even harder to stay at the top. And I, yeah. and I think when you do strive to get everything right, it is actually the, the service level, which is the key. And, and service motivates me and all my yeah. staff know profit doesn't and i think if you've got all that behind you then any challenges that you meet you can kind of meet them head on and be confident that you can overcome that got it and am i right in thinking you still personally conduct funerals yourself as well as manage yeah. the business my mobile phone results in about 50 odd funerals a year or more coming through that of contacts you've got yeah. and yep. and i'm not the only one at my staff other people are you know are involved in there so you know, it, it, it's built up over years. And I think I'm actively involved in my business. I'm in every morning well before seven o'clock and not shooting off at one o'clock in the afternoon to play golf. But uh, so, um, yeah, a full day. Well, you're looking well on it. Well done. Um, OK, now we recently spoke to Declan Maguire about Safe Digital on podcast. How important is your website, social media and other aspects of online work to Western Co nowadays? Well, you are speaking to the biggest dinosaur. <laughs> I, I thought that as I read that, actually, but no, go on. <laughs> having said that, I am very, very kind of conscious of the need to be involved in that and the big part that plays today in promoting your company. Um, yeah. Luckily, my son and other people are, are not such dinosaurs as myself, but, uh, you know, that is enormous today. And I think the work that Declan's doing is an education to a lot of funeral directors and i think it's vital to the future it's something that funeral directors have really got to embrace and if they don't they are left behind a little bit i think yep. there's also a responsibility on social media mm -hmm. we are a funeral profession and i would hate to see it kind of cheapened by you know silly gimmicks on there but you know overall to the, your question yeah i i think it's a massive part of the kind of future and promotion of the company um whereas years ago we used to put the advert in the local paper that would be viewed i think as a total waste of money now but um i, I really feel that yeah we we would embrace it as much as we can whatever kind of declan comes out we, we will certainly look at it and um very grateful to him and his team for what they're doing 
Good stuff. Thank you. We've got listeners to this podcast from all around the uh, UK. If I asked you for one piece of advice to share with your fellow funeral directors across the UK, what would that be? There's a few points really, but the main one would be be proud of the service you provide in your community mm-hmm. and strive to be the best. I think also to view cha- to view change as a challenge and embrace it. It's very easy to kind of get downhearted over things in, in particular areas, especially when you're a small business and you see problems out there. But don't give up. Hard work. And working as a team within your company is really paramount to what you bring to the community. And don't underestimate, uh, say, what you actually bring to the community. There's many, many people that probably don't sing from the from the the hills about how wonderful you are, but deep down they've been very, very kind of appreciative for funeral directors. So be proud of your business. Kind of view change as a challenge but work hard and you've got a future. Excellent. Very sound advice. Jeremy, thank you very much. Appreciate your time today for the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Partnership Podcast. All of our previous episodes can be found online at goldencharter.buzzsprout.com, touching on many of the issues Jeremy discussed with me today. You can also find us on a range of podcast apps and you can contact me directly if you have anything to contribute or suggest at malcolm.flanders at goldencharter.co.uk. Thanks for joining me and I'll talk to you next time on the Partnership Podcast.